Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Where's Bowski? Where's Bowski? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to continue the series, Movies I Love, and talk about James Cameron's seminal action movie, 1986 Aliens. Now, before we begin, James Cameron's a god. He is amazing. No, I have not seen Avatar 2. I've seen Avatar one time. Probably won't see it again. But, I mean, nobody can deny that he has singular talent and a singular ego. And if you look at his track record, the the man's only done like eight or nine movies. If you take away Piranha 2, he's really only done seven movies or so in his career. But he has a better hit record than Tarantino, who's done nine movies. I love Aliens. I love this movie. It came out when I was 12 years old. I don't remember seeing it in the theaters. And look, I was sneaking into a lot of R-rated movies at the time. Because uh, I'm the youngest of two of three brothers, I have two older brothers, and uh, I was pretty precocious. And uh, my parents were like, "Regularly, we just drop you off at movie theater. You see what you want." So I remember seeing like Revenge of the Nerds, Beverly Hills Cop. I'm 10 years old in the movie theater, just sneaking in. But I don't remember seeing this in the theater, and I, I must have seen it maybe later on in HBO or we had the VHS. I don't know. Why do I love this movie? Well, I mean, what what kid doesn't like this movie? This is one of the best action movies of all time. It had a very small budget, $20 million. It made $130 million worldwide. So again, going back to the episode we did on Blumhouse, it made six times the budget for the studio who made it. James Cameron's coming off the heat of Terminator in 1984, and he does this. And of course, it's a sequel to Ridley Scott's Alien. And the original Alien, I think, is a great movie, but it's a different movie, right? It's a different genre. It's, it's more suspense. It's a suspense. It's almost like an Agatha Christie and then there was one kind of, and then there was none, and then the aliens just slowly picking off each of these people. We know Ripley is their survivor, thanks to the cat, and Aliens is the sequel. And Aliens, of course, is is not necessarily suspense, though there's elements of suspense in it. It's, it's just an all-out action movie, and it's amazing. So what do I, what do I, why do I love this movie? Well, let's focus on like the 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 character and plot development with Ripley. So of course at the beginning Ripley's traumatized. She remembers what happened on the, the Nostromo. And you you see her not wanting to go to the colony. They essentially force her to go. She kind of realizes that she should go, but she's essentially forced to go. And then you see by the end of the movie she's dealt with a lot of the demons that she had and kicked a bunch of butt. And it's sad. It's sad what they did in Alien 3. We'll talk about we'll talk about Fincher's Alien 3. But her her plot development and her character development, I should say, is amazing. Sigourney Weaver's coming off Ghostbusters. And Sigourney Weaver, I think, is one of those kind of underrated actresses of that time. She's in a lot of seminal works, like Working Girl. And later on, of course, she's with Avatar again, but there's a lot of movies in between. And she's just one of those actresses that can do it all. She's tall. She's she, she can be pretty, but she can also kind of be masculine. And she certainly kind of fulfills that archetype in this movie. And she can just do all range. And she's great. 
she's great. She's a, and for you guys who are young, you probably don't understand like how how big of an impact Ripley was because the idea of a female action hero was kind of antithetical to everything everything Hollywood was pushing. But now, when you look back, I mean, look, we wouldn't have Ray from the the Star Wars trilogy. We wouldn't have Laura Croft Tomb Raider. You know, we, there's any female kick ass protagonist we would not have without ripley ripley was the kind of the first kick-ass female and so when she's fighting the mother alien at the end it's just amazing right it's amazing so one of the reasons i like this movie is just the structure so cameron has the the marines coming in in the beginning when they're flying to the colony you get a great introduction of their of the character so you got Hicks, played by the immortal Michael Biehn, and I love Michael Biehn. I think every guy my age likes him. He's in Terminator. Later on, he's in The Abyss, plays the crazy Marine in The Abyss. He's later in either in Tombstone or White Earp. I forget which one he's in. And then he's in The Rock. And after The Rock, the Cage Connery vehicle, I you really don't see much of him. But he he, it, it's shocking that he didn't have a better career than he did. He's in this. Paul Reiser's great as the unctuous representative of the company and then i mean look you got lance hendrickson he's great he's one of those that guys but who steals this show it's got to be bill paxton bill paxton is, is amazing in this movie anyway so in the beginning of the movie you're introduced to all the characters you're introduced to hicks and to hudson and apone the leader and vasquez you know the, the kind of mannish female marine you're introduced to the lieutenant who's pusillanimous you, you, you get you get a little swath of all these guys and then it, it's a very slow build-up because cameron is wanting you to kind of understand these characters who they are and then the, you know I, I would say there's like two or three just just great scenes but the first scene where they're going in and ripley is back uh with the lieutenant in in the in the in, i guess in the in the main base and the marines are, are going out and they're walking through the, 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 the corridors, and you you already know what's going on, right? So it's a, the suspense is building, and you're living through them because they don't know, they've never seen this. They see the saliva, and they and, and then suddenly you you hear the pulse. There's movement, and then they encounter the aliens, and then a lot of them are, are getting taken off, and that's where I go, "Where's Bowski? Where's Bowski?" Because when I was a kid, I didn't know if his name was Bowski. Or like, where is Bowski? But his name was Where's Bowski? And it's cool just the way Cameron has the cameras on each of them. So you can see the cameras just go away. And so, of course, Ripley and them save whatever few uh, Marines are left, gets them in the car, and then they go out. And then the other great scene is after they bunker down in the base, the, the scene where the aliens, they figure out a way to get in, and they're coming in through the ceilings. And that's just a great scene. And that just leads to the ultimate buildup of the movie where they meet the mother alien and then eventually the mother alien gets on the ship and of course Ripley and them and the mother alien have the great fight I mean I don't need to tell you this story you you all have seen this movie but one of the reasons just the, the, so the whole suspense of that one of the reasons I love this movie is is Bill Paxton Bill Paxton is is it's a reoccurring character that Cameron uses a reoccurring actor I should say he's also in the abyss and He's just great. I mean, I remember as a kid, I just memorized all his lines. Game over, man. It's game over. I don't know if you've been keeping up with your current events, man, but we just got our asses kicked, pal. And then with with a new, this girl has survived here two years without any training. Well, you should put, put her in charge. I mean, he's got all the great 
lines. He is so iconic in this movie. And they give him a good death. You know, he he has a good death. They give Vasquez a good death, the lieutenant a good death. It's just a great movie. It's just so good. And what are my what are my like eh moments? I don't think there's a lot of eh moments. I do think the care the the actress who plays Newt is not that good. I think they could have done a better job uh, with that character and with that actress. And the whole idea of I don't know, like Newt, you know, at the end when they're trying to escape and Newt, you know, slips and then Ripley's got to go go back and get her. I'm like, part of me is like, eh, is that really that realistic? But I guess we have to humanize Ripley. And make her kind of like a mother figure. And also we need a reason for her to have the big confrontation uh, with the aliens at the end. But aliens, I think, up there probably die hard. Probably the two seminal action movies of the 80s. Completely different in their genre, of course. In their setting, I should say. But, I mean, these two movies... You can maybe throw in Predator. I mean, there's going to be other arguments. But to me, it's like Die Hard. Because Die Hard was copied so much afterwards. It's such a simple premise. And then afterwards, it was copied. Put, man, Die Hard in a boat. You know, Die Hard in a hotel. Die Hard in a plane. Die Hard. You know, so it was just copied. But Aliens is great because Cameron is just visually stunning the writing is good. His writing in it is good. The character development's good. The plot's good. It's just fun. He puts a lot of humor in into, into it. And even though like Terminator has some unintentional humor and Terminator 2 has a little more regular humor, I would say this is his funniest uh, movie. True Lies is kind of funny too. But uh, I would say this is his funniest movies. He does a great job writing the, the, the lines that he gives to, for example, mostly Bill Paxton. But the acting is great. The the special effects, I mean, you think about it, this is made in 1985. The special effects are just mind-boggling. If you think of the original Alien, we never really got a good look at the Alien until the end. It was kind of the, the Jaws phenomenon. But in this one, I mean, you're seeing lots of aliens. And, and what he does, and this is what one of the reasons why Cameron is great, Probably the main reason, it's not necessarily a storytelling, because, I mean, you could look at something like Titanic. doesn't have good storytelling, to be honest. And you could say the same thing about Avatar. But it's the special effects. Like, if you look at what he can do, T2, like think of all the innovations he does in T2. What he does with special effects is just amazing, because unlike some bad special effects, and I talk about this in the, the episode Why I Hate Marvel Movies, where you can look at a movie and be like, God, this green screen is horrible. Cameron is always like a good five years ahead of his time whenever the, a, the, a particular movie comes out. It's like, how is he doing this? Like with T2, how is he doing this liquid thing? He kind of did it a little in the abyss, but it's like, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. When you watch Aliens, this is 1986. There's tons of movies coming out this time that are horrible in their special effects. So Cameron is of great repute and should be of great repute. And do I really want to see him cranking out five avatars? No, not particularly, but this is his passion. And at this point, he does like a movie. How, how long did it take him to go from Avatar 1 to Avatar 2? Like 10, 11 years. And how how long was it between Titanic and Avatar 1? Like what, 12 years? So it's not like he's cranking these movies out anymore. But I mean, it's a little you know, sad. He's, he's already has 
Avatar 2 and Avatar, obviously Avatar 2 is done, but Avatar 3 is already done. I would just like him not to continue the Avatar series. I get like he wants to have this expanded universe, kind of like a Star Wars kind of world, but I don't know. I, I would love to see him take over the Alien movies because the Alien movies since his have not been that good. Look, look, Fincher is an exceedingly talented director. I would say that like visually Aliens is pretty cool, but how they kill off Hicks, Michael Bean's character, is just horrible the same way they kill off luke and leia and last jedi ryan johnson does it's it's like criminal how they kill off hicks but i understand like why they need to do it because now she's a female on a male a penal colony and there's there's certain things in aliens 3 that is good but you can tell it's early fincher it's early fincher and uh yeah and then you look at alien resurrection with winona Ryder. it's like ugh, i mean there's there's parts of it that are good but it's just like no where's cameron and then with the reboots with Prometheus and so forth, they're okay. You know, really, Scott comes back to do it. I would love for Cameron to come back and do Aliens. I would love for him. So, instead of doing like five avatars, come back and do another Alien. That's what I would love to see. So unlike Goodwill Hunting, which is the first one I did of movies I love, I love that movie for a, a completely different reason. Aliens, to me, will always be my favorite action movie and some of it is, of course, childhood, right? But, I mean, nobody can deny that Aliens is an amazing action movie. It's one of the best action movies of all time, easily in the top three. And it's a, it's a movie that you should love as well because it, not only does it have great special effects for its time and great action, but it has great character and plot development, and it has a lot of humor. Guys, I'll post a, a poll over at the Facebook group of The Cinema Rag, and you can let me know what you think of Aliens if you agree or disagree with me. Until next time, take care. God bless. And pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.